Sports Talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. It's the Ken Miller Show into hour number two. Trent and I take you until two o'clock. Jimmy B and TC this afternoon from four until six. We're going to take a look at three of the, quote, local teams, how they did this uh, weekend in the NFL draft. We will start with Dave Sinek and the headcheese.com, Jeff Hughes from the Bears blog in about uh, 15 minutes or so, and then Nick Athen will recap the Kansas City Chiefs weekend. Let's get to Dave Sinek. And he is the headcheese.com. You can read his blog, headcheese.com. He joins us. Dave, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, gentlemen. Good to talk to you as always. Uh, we appreciate having you on. Well, it was a different draft uh, for the uh, Green Bay Packers, uh, who I guess uh, Packer Nation is rooting against the New Orleans Saints in a big, big way this year because the way it's worse that they do, the better next year's draft pick uh, gets. Uh, let's start there, Dave. They, uh, they get a really good corner out of Louisville who, depending what show you watch, draft show, they just rave about this kid, Alexander, and... They uh, move. Uh, they get a first round pick next year to go along with it uh, when it's all said and done in the first round. Your thoughts? Yeah, it was a crazy Thursday night. You know, a lot of anticipation. Brian Gutekunst's first draft. How's he going to handle it? Is he up to the to the big moment of picking earlier than the Packers are used to picking? And like many Packer fans, when the clock started and Green Bay's up, and there's a couple of pretty nice looking defenders in uh, Derwin James and Tremaine Edmonds sitting on the board. Um, I was really excited they were going to get a playmaking defender right there at 14. Then they make the trade with the Saints to move down to 27, and we're instantly deflated, like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're not going to get a, a great defender after all. And I was, I was pretty let down. Uh, then you hear they got the number one pick for that move, and about 45 minutes later they moved back up nine spots to 18 and grabbed a corner. And I, you know, I think you have to feel really good about what, what the team accomplished there. They clearly pegged cornerback as a – big position to need and, and didn't think that James was primarily a safety and Edmonds was an inside linebacker uh, provided that much more value than getting, you know, a top three corner in the draft. So, um, you know, that was a, a huge area of need guide. As you, as you know, Kevin King last year's second round pick was injured much of the season. Uh, they expect big things from him and they brought in a couple of aging veterans, Tremont Williams and Devon house to sort of be stop gaps for a year. So getting a, a really athletic, uh, high-attitude, high-quality person by all accounts to maybe just own that nickel job uh, is really important for Mike Pettin's defense, and I thought it was a great start to the draft. Quickly, uh, a little housekeeping with you. Gouda Koontz. So Gouda like the cheese, Coon like John Coon, and then ST. Do I got it right? Do I, do I have yeah, to say because yeah, I've been I, struggling all spring? You know, that's the way to do it. You know, if you got a good vibe with him like I do, I just call him Goody. Goody. It's a lot easier. Goody. Yeah. Goody. That's where I'm at. He's, he was Goody in this draft. Now, back-to-back cornerbacks. I'm sure there were some circles that weren't overly happy about that, Dave. Going with the same position at your first two picks, where did you land on that one? Walked away with two guys that do feel a little bit different from each other. Yeah, I mean, as the draft was unfolding, I saw Harold Landry, the outside linebacker from BC, mm-hmm. falling. He had been mocked to Green Bay by a number of mock drafts in the first round, and I thought, all right, you know, if Landry falls to 45, now you've addressed really your two big need spots in your first two rounds. Landry gets picked at 41 by the Titans, and the Packers go on the clock, and Josh Jackson's still there. And I think that's just a case of you say, you know what, <laughs> I don't care if I just took a corner, I don't care if I've already taken six defensive backs in the first two rounds of the last five drafts. Uh, this kid 
is potentially too good to pass up. And as I just said, you know, if Williams and House are here for one year, if, if they indeed mm-hmm. both make the team, you know, you'd be looking at a top three now moving forward of, of King, Alexander, and Jackson. And that, that suddenly potentially changes that cornerback position in a huge way. You know, you guys know Josh Jackson well. He's, you'll get some Richard Sherman in him, according to a lot of uh, scouts that, that watch him. And certainly the ball-hawking uh, abilities were showcased last season. He's got the size, unlike Alexander, that, that Green Bay typically likes. And uh, as we all know, Packers have hit a number mm. of home runs out of the University of Iowa in recent years. So I think that was just a guy that fell into their laps, and they said, we need corners. This kid is a first-round talent. Uh, we'll take him and add him to the mix. You know, let, let me stay with the Hawks for just a second uh, uh, regarding the Packers roster. Obviously, Mike Downs is a superstar. Balaga has just unfortunately never or, or rarely been able to, you know, to make it through a, a season uh, w- without suffering some, court, so, some sort of injury. Uh, I saw reports, I think maybe on the front page, ESPN.com, that the Packers want to have him back, but at nowhere near the money that uh, that they had him signed for. Do you think Balaga's uh, their right tackle when the season starts, albeit as a, at a different contract level? Yeah, that's the biggest question. There was reports last week that they had asked him to take a pay cut, and he refused. Um, he does count uh, at least $5.5 million on the cap, but they really don't have a in-house replacement, and they ignored the position in the draft entirely. Now they have two guys in Jason Spriggs, a former second-round pick who they moved up for a couple years ago out of Indiana. Uh, he's coming off a significant injury and has not shown – anything like the ability to be a starting tackle when he has played. And Kyle Murphy, a former Stanford player, has a shot. But I have to think that where this team is right now and with Rodgers back healthy and without an heir apparent, they may just swallow hard and welcome Bulaga back. It's all about when can he come back. Right now, most believe he'll start on the pup and won't be available the first six weeks. He suffered the ACL injury in early November. We've read reports he's way ahead of schedule. But, you know, Ken, you said it. He's, he's been injured a lot during his career. He's a very good pass-blocking right tackle when he's healthy. And, you know, I just get the feeling Green Bay is going to just take their medicine and, and pay him and hope that he can come back unless they find a, a veteran right tackle that gets cut somewhere that they didn't expect and they can add him to the mix. I, I put it at 55% Bulaga hmm. is back. I don't believe he'll be ready for opening day. So three wide receivers go in the Packers draft. Does that shut the door on Ken's call of Des <laughs> Bryant making his shot at Green Bay? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see that happening. And I would not rule out them finding a wide receiver again if somebody cuts one that they like. But I feel like they took three swings. Uh, two of the guys have gotten a lot of the good rave reviews since the draft. Uh, Jamon Moore out of Missouri is a guy who ran a slow 40 time, and that dropped him. But uh, his size, his measurables, his three-cone, all those stats they look at are almost identical with Greg Jennings and Devontae Adams. And, in fact, he's a little bit better in every category. So they have, I think, uh, some excitement about what Jamon Moore could be. Then the Notre Dame kid, uh, Equinemius St. Brown, we're going to call him EQ, yes. um, who will, uh, I think, really flash this summer because he had a great year with Deshaun Kaiser, and, and they'll be hooking up during, uh, I'm sure, preseason games and training camp. Uh, so... He's, again, a tall kid, uh, really smart, homeschooled. Dad was a Mr. World USA, uh, kind of one of those uh, overbearing dads that may have kept his kid from sort of spreading his wings and maybe needed one more year at Notre Dame. 
But um, there's a lot of thought that uh, he has a chance to be in the Packers rotation within a couple of years. Mm. Dave Sinek in the headcheese.com. Uh, headcheese.com, you can read his blog. Dave, my last thing for you, we'll let you go on this. You know, of all the draft picks, and, and look, I like the I like the Alexander, the Jacks, even Burks from Vanderbilt. Uh, I think uh, he's, uh, he's a really good player. But J.K. Scott, I don't know. I know you watch a lot of Big Ten football. I don't know if you watch much Alabama but and they don't punt a lot. I mean, we're talking about Alabama. Here. <laughs> what a weapon! Every time that Saban sent him out onto the field, I'm telling you, Dave, this kid is unbelievable. You know, it's cool when, when you've got eight picks on Saturday. Uh, I think you can go ahead and do some of that. Take a punter, take a long snapper, shore up your special teams. The cool thing about Scott, and yeah, certainly I've seen him play in big Alabama games, is, is finding out the Wisconsin connection. His dad was a UW grad. They've had a lake home in Hayward, that. Wisconsin for 50 or 60 years. He's got 10 cheese heads at his house. Grew up a huge Packer fan. So he's kind of blown away and super excited about, about being a Green Bay Packer. You know, Justin Vogel had a team record net 41.6 punting average last year. He was pretty good, uh, but clearly they want some competition. And, and I think Scott, with his ability to hit that ball up to the moon, mm. uh, I hear he's a good holder. He could kick off if they don't want to subject Crosby to that anymore. Uh, I think he has a really good chance as a fifth-round pick of, of nailing that job if he doesn't fall on his face this summer. And, yeah, just a sneaky little pick when you have extra draft capital that you can get away with, and hopefully it will pay off for Green Bay. Good stuff, Dave Sinekin. We will talk to you in the weeks to come. Thank you. You got it, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Dave Sinekin. Read his blog, Packer fans, theheadcheese.com. Very active during the season, but his uh, draft recap was posted earlier today, theheadcheese.com. Back with the Bears, the Bears blog. Jeff Hughes joins us next. Ken Miller Show. Trent and I until 2, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. My name is Becky Mumi, and I'm with the Sparkle Run. This is our fifth year of the Sparkle Run in memory of Aaron Mumi, who passed away from leukemia in October of 2013. The Sparkle Run benefits local nonprofits who support families affected by childhood cancer. This year's event is on Sunday, May 6th, and will benefit the Pinky Swear Foundation, who supports families through rent and mortgage payments, car payments, insurance, child care, and gas cards. We will have family activities and packet pickup from 12 to 2 p.m., a 5K walk and run at 2 p.m., and a one-mile fun run at 3 p.m. All this is held at DMAC in Ankeny. For more information or to register, go to getmeregister.com backslash the sparkle run. It's time for some straight talk. Some wireless companies offer free phone deals. Sounds pretty sweet until you find yourself locked into a pricey long-term contract. Not so free after all. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can own the latest smartphones for a low monthly payment, and there's no contract. Cancel anytime, no penalties. Check out our wide selection of the latest smartphones at Walmart. Straight Talk Wireless, only at Walmart. This is a lease-to-own transaction. Customer will not own the device until all payments are made. Please see terms and conditions of service at straighttalk.com. We alarm our houses, and we alarm our cars. But when it comes to your personal information, it can be tough to know when something isn't right. 
That's where Discover Card can help. Now, we'll send you an alert if we find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. And this service is free for card members. Just sign up online. It's our way of looking out for you, not just your account. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Don't miss the Easter Seals Iowa Walk for Independence May the 5th at Easter Seals Camp Sunnyside from 8.30 until noon. The one-mile walk around Lake Cheerio starts at 10 a.m. Free entertainment includes archery, horse rides, touch-a-truck princesses, superheroes, a balloon artist, face painting, mascots, food trucks, and more. Learn more about the Easter Seals Iowa Walk by going to EasterSealsIowaWalk.com, EasterSealsIowaWalk.com. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first, but then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with a newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days. If you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show. Trent and I take you up until 2 o'clock. We've done the Packers. We will get to the Kansas City Chief Vikings tomorrow. Right now, let's talk about the Chicago Bears. And uh, arguably the best of, uh, draft within that division. I think it comes down to them and the Packers. 
Uh, I thought uh, Ryan Pace, as we talked earlier, Trent had a mm. really good three days. Uh, Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog, he joins us. Jeff, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Your thoughts, uh, do you see it the same way that uh, Trent and I both do? We both liked what this Bears organization did over the last three days. Well, I, I do uh, very much like what they did, but I think what was the more important storyline here and the bigger theme was that this was a, a big departure for Ryan Pace and how he approached the draft. His first few years have been a high upside, freakish athleticism in the first round, didn't really care if it was a position of need, uh, was trying to build a, a faster, younger roster because he didn't have his quarterback. And I don't think he ever felt that the, the rebuild would begin until he had that quarterback. But you saw now in this first offseason with his quarterback, they attacked the draft for need. And you could say best player all you want, but they, they believe they got three starters in the first two rounds, and they used the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds to get guys in positions of need. This was not a sixth, seventh round, let's take a shot on some guy. They need these guys to produce, and, and the way they talked about these prospects, they expect things from all seven. At the top, uh, everybody has really sung the praises of Roquan Smith. We know James Daniels well. So take us to the third selection that they had. Moved up into the second round to get a wide receiver. We saw a good side with State in the mm-hmm. Liberty Bowl last year. Anthony Miller, not a big guy by a any means. walk-on in Memphis, I think. He He's was. a long way. He can pluck the ball. Your thoughts on Miller coming in and helping a depleted receiver group? Well, he's going to come in and start in the slot. And Anthony Miller, if you take a look at his stats at Memphis, they kind of blow you away. I mean, he's a a 90-plus catch guy, 1,500-yard receiver at Memphis last year. And I will just tell people what I was told by a friend of mine who is a general manager in the league, that they had Anthony Miller as their top receiver on the board. Mm -hmm. This is a team that did not have a first-round pick, and they had Anthony Miller as their top receiver. And when he went off the board to the Bears, he texted me almost immediately and just a four-letter word that is a curse that we can't say on the air. <laughs> and I had known he was, he was heavy for him. I didn't realize how. The, the comp that people make, and I think this is a lofty comp because I think pound for pound this is one of the greatest players in NFL history. The comp is Steve Smith. He plays angry. He, he, gets, he catches. Yeah, he has some trouble catching the ball a little bit his junior year, but he seemed to put that. He just plays with an edge and with a chip on his shoulder that this team really needs. And I think when this draft is all said and done two, three years from now, we will be talking about how Anthony Miller fell into the second round and how the Bears stole an absolute star. Mm. You know who else a lot of people are raving about and uh, is, is the D-tackle out of Delaware who, if you watch any Blue Hands football and um, you watch any highlights of anybody they're showing, or up, I mean, Nichols is all over the field. I, I know you mentioned that they thought that they got guys later on in day three of the draft that they're going to plug in areas of need. Watch out for this kid by all accounts. This Nichols apparently is a real player. I've watched way too much Delaware football than I care to admit. <laughs> and I will tell you about Bilal Nichols. Two years ago, he was a rusher in the front of that line. They let him go after quarterbacks, and he was a force to be reckoned with. And if he would have come out after his, his junior year, if he had come out in that draft, he would have gone far higher because of what he was at the time, a pass-rushing defensive lineman. But last year, he became a, a blocker swallower. He simply sat in the middle and took on two, sometimes three blockers, and freed up his linebackers to roam. 
So he played two different positions. The Bears see him as a defensive end in their 3-4. They see him as somebody who can take some reps away from Hicks and Goldman and give them some, some breathers on the sideline. But let me tell you something. Matt Nagy went to Delaware. He watches Delaware. They do not think of this kid as a normal fourth-round pick. They, they imagine him in that starting lineup very early in his rookie year. The second-round pick out of Iowa, James Daniels. Many people had him pegged to be a first-rounder. I thought it was interesting, though, after his selection in the press conference, they were talking about him starting at guard. We've seen him at guard. Jeff, he's a lot better at the center position. I think this will change very quickly in training camp. Where do you sit with Whitehair starting at center and Daniels over at guard? Here's my, my mentality on the whole situation. Just pick and, and keep him there. Mm-hmm. And white hair has already moved too much for my liking. Kyle Long has moved too much for my liking. Mm-hmm. Find the position these guys can play and play him there. When I watch the James Daniel tape that I've watched over the last 48 hours or so, he's a way better center than he is a guard. Yes. And we know Cody Whitehair can play guard. I don't think it really makes a difference. I don't know whether rapport with Mitch Trubisky from the center position will, will, will play a big role. But I would imagine this staff will have this figured out before the summer. This will be something you figure out in rookie camps and in OTAs. Uh, I would prefer playing him at center, but if they're going to play him at guard, put him there in May and leave him there. And don't start mixing and matching as the season goes on. They need continuity and they need cohesion on their offensive line, and you can't get that if you keep changing positions. Mm. What did you think about the division overall? Um, Vikings kind of uh, nondescript, likewise the Lions, at least from where I sit. I thought the Packers did well, and obviously the Bears, I thought, had a really good draft. Do you see it as Chicago and Green Bay dominating the uh, NFC North, at least on draft weekend? I I thought Green Bay had a heck of a draft, and that team's needs have been on the defensive side of the ball for years now. They got extra picks for trading out uh, when the New Orleans Saints moved up. But they got two corners in this draft who people believe are going to be starters in the NFL. And if that defense ever could get to a place where Aaron Rodgers doesn't need 30 points a Sunday, that team can be borderline unbeatable with him on the field. If that defense holds opponents to 14 points a week, who's beating them? Because you know you're not holding Rodgers. And I've I've said that for years. I don't know why they haven't for years just loaded up on the defensive side of the ball and let Aaron do his thing because he makes everybody around him better. So if they hit hit home runs with these two corners they took in the draft, look out because because you could be looking at a 14-2 season for, for Green Bay. That's how good Rodgers is. All he needs is a little bit of help. What's a realistic expectation then for this Bears team? 500, winning record. Where do you sit here a day after the uh, end of the draft? There is no reason for any Bears fan who has now been patient for the last three or four years in the post-Tresman era. There is no reason for any Bears fan to accept anything less than 8-8 eight and eight out of this team. And I know 8-8 eight and eight sounds almost like lofty for what we've had the last few years. <laughs> but, but right now... This is a good roster. If you look up and down this roster, it is kind of remarkable how it's been overhauled here in the last few months. And I believe they still have a hole at edge rusher. I think pass rush will be a problem this year and something they'll clearly have to address next offseason. But right now, I just don't see glaring holes in this team. I think they just got to keep adding pieces, keep getting younger, get deeper, get the quarterback seasoned. And they'll be, they'll be competing for the postseason and for championships, I believe, as early as 2019. But this season, more than anything else, we have to end the season thinking this is a team on the rise. 
they just had the kind of season that instills hope in their fan base because it's been way too long in this NFL. Four years in the doldrums is a long time in this league. I think this is going to be the year that turns the franchise around. I've got a lot of confidence in how they draft, how they select players, and it'll all fall, as we know, on Mitch Trubisky. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm a Broncos fan. I could not agree with you more, Jeff Hughes. I'm totally on board with this Bears team and the direction they are going. Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog. Jeff, thank you. We'll talk to you down the road. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Uh, Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog, uh, dot com. I'm excited. You should be, Trent. Your team's heading, heading in, in the, the right, right direction. direction. Well, we said the same about the Twins. No. and Yeah, know. but... <laughs> Yeah, that's no, You know that, what happens when I get excited about my yeah, team. I know. Oh, it hasn't gone well. Yeah. Uh, we'll do the Chiefs when we come back. We'll do the Cyclones tomorrow. Just real quick on Anthony Miller. Yeah. Watch Brian Peavy. Mm-hmm. Did a really nice job with him in the yes. Liberty Bowl. Peavy's got another year. Might be talking about Peavy and where he went a year from today. I think so. I think so, There's too. There's going to be a handful of Cyclones. Yeah, I, I'm with you. As disappointing as this draft was, next year... You'll see those cycling clips a lot of times. Yep, I agree. We'll come back. We will talk uh, to Nick Athen on the Chiefs when Trent and I continue. We're here until 2 on 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. You just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. We've got Maytag brand deals so big, we need the month to spread the savings. Now through June 6th, you can get up to $700 by mail on select Maytag brand appliances at Ware Appliance, 405 Southwest 3rd Street in Ankeny. That's right, it's May Maytag month. It's here with better built deals that will keep your kitchen and laundry room running like clockwork for years to come. Stop into Ware Appliance, 405 Southwest 3rd Street in Ankeny, and receive savings on Maytag brand products via mail and rebate. Dependability lasts. These deals won't. Offer valid May 3rd through June 6th, 2018. See store for full details. Details and qualified models. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at CFIOWA.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission. All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plan allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students 
possibly save on taxes too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. To enjoy life indoors during Iowa's hottest months, call Logier Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save $3,400 or more with combined rebates on a new Dave Lennox signature system from Logier. Check out LogierHeatingCooling.com for details. For over 110 years, Logier has made Central Iowans happy inside. See customer reviews on Google, Facebook, and the Des Moines BBB website. Call Logier at 267-1000. We make you happy inside. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Uh, If we continue on here as we take a look at the uh, local teams and uh, how they made out this weekend. Again, Vikings tomorrow. Uh, as well, Dylan Mont's Iowa State tomorrow as well. Uh, but right now, after we took a look at the Packers, did likewise with the Bears. Let's get to Nick Athen as he covers the Kansas City Chiefs. You can read uh, Nick's thoughts on the draft at ChiefsUpdate.com, ChiefsUpdate.com, or you can listen to him right here. We're glad that you chose this avenue. <clears throat> Nick Trenton, Ken in Des Moines, thanks for coming on, Nick Athen. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How about you? Doing fine. Of course, uh, the the, uh, the Chiefs made their bones last year in the draft when they uh, essentially took Pat Mahomes with their number one pick, and he played the final game of the year against Denver, uh, a meaningless football game for Denver. But nonetheless, I thought you saw some things out of Pat Mahomes. Look, I've been telling you all along, I think the kid is going to be a star with the Chiefs. But having said that, we'll save that for maybe another day. Uh, draft this weekend, they started in the second round. And, Nick, I guess my big takeaway from this draft when it comes to uh, Kansas City is, boy, defense, defense, defense. They <laughs> looked at that side of the ball, saw some uh, uh, some necessities, and tried to fill those holes. Is that how you saw it? Yeah, it was a brick-and-mortar draft, you know, building the foundation. Last year they kind of 
they kind of put the furniture in the house first by uh, getting Patrick Mahomes, and and now it's a brick and mortar thing. They added a whole bunch of defensive pieces. I mean, look at the entire offseason is for outside of Sammy Watkins, pretty much, and a couple of running backs and a tight end has been geared toward the defense. And what what uh, you know, Brett Beats has done is he's basically done what John Dorsey couldn't do, and he's basically reshaped, rebuilt his defense in his image. And I don't know if people are paying attention, but he has made this a, a top priority uh, for uh, fixing this franchise because he realized after that embarrassment, embarrassing loss against the Titans when they had, what, that 10- or 11-minute drive to open the third quarter, you know, enough was enough. He'd seen enough, and so he cut a bunch of guys, added a bunch of youth. And, listen, I think this is a terrific draft for the Chiefs. I mean, they just got they got guys of value and guys of need, and they kind of combined the two. And, you know, that doesn't happen very often. And, of course, you know, we can all be excited about it now, but they all got to pan out at some point. But uh, I trust Beach a lot more than I trust uh, John Dorsey, that's for sure. So all defense with the six picks, Nick, and not just all defense, mm-hmm. all defensive guys from the South. Read anything into that at all? You know, their top scout, one of the top scouts is Willie Davis, and, and he loves the South. And, and uh, you know, it's just an area where the Chiefs have done really well in drafting. And I thought it was uh, it was an interesting tidbit as well because, you know, they – they didn't, draw, they didn't draft any West Coast guys. Um, you know, they can't participate in the offseason program until mid-June. So um, I, it's not a surprise to me. I mean, they like the South. They have a lot of their scouts in the SEC. And let's be honest, I mean, the SEC is probably the best, uh, you know, football conference in the country. Um, you know, it produces a lot of NFL players. The Chiefs have had a lot of success outside of LSU, uh, picking really good football players to join their team. So um, I, I wasn't surprised by it at all. Uh, let me go back to something you said earlier, Nick, re- regarding uh, Brett Feach, the uh, new general manager. If memory serves, you weren't enamored with uh, his yep. promotion. What has he done to change your mind? I mean, it, it's it's been more than just uh, his prowess in the draft room, right? You like some of his decisions. Yep. I think you're now on board with this guy. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I posted a new article a few minutes ago, and I, I admit it. I was not on board with this. I thought they needed a someone who could challenge Andy Reid and and someone who can kind of uh, convince him that maybe he needs to change his stripes a little bit. And uh, I didn't think of, I didn't think Beach had the had the cojones to be able to pull that off. But you know, it started when he basically told Andy that Patrick Mahomes is going to be the quarterback this year. I'm trading Alex Smith, and I don't think Andy really wanted that to happen. And and then you see him make some other trades, and you bring in Sammy Watkins right away, the first up right off the bat of free agency. You rebuild your. I mean, he he's doing all the things that John Dorsey wouldn't do. I mean, John Dorsey knew his team was depleted at linebacker and quarterback and at safety, and he signed guys to long-term contracts that were, you know, overpriced or guys that didn't deserve it yet. And so Veach has kind of taken a different mentality. He's basically saying, listen, you know, we're going to offensively, this is what we're going to do. Defensively, this is what we need to do. And, I, guys, I've been around this team my whole life, and honestly, I, even Carl Peterson, who I have mad respect for and probably have a man crush on, um, you know, he still left deficiencies in his roster, and he let his coaches, you know, kind of dictate. And though Andy Reid's the senior here, uh, Red Beach is kind of saying, hey, listen, Andy, you know, if we're going to get better, we're going to win in January, we got to do things differently. And so he's rebuilding a roster that has um, um, high-quality character guys. And when he traded Marcus Peters, that's when I knew that this guy understood it because, you know, we don't have enough time on the show to talk about all the things that Marcus Peters did you know, to, to put him in that position where he was traded. Um, so at the end of the day, I'm on board now. I think he's smart, he's young, he's dynamic. And one thing that he is that John Dorsey isn't, he's closer to the age of these players. 
And I, I think that's very telling. So, uh, Nick, I really love the story of the final selection that they had in Khalil McKenzie. His dad, the GM of the Oakland Raiders, Reggie, and uh, says he's going to whoop up on him twice a year. But really interesting, played defense at Tennessee. Now they're going to try him over on the offensive side, inside at offensive guard. Yeah, they worked him out. They actually worked him out at guard, and at the combine he ran some offensive drills. And, and that was really the plan all along, and that's actually the position he he prefers to play because right now, Believe it or not, I couldn't have said this. Uh, you know, last year the Chiefs are are pretty stacked with three young guys on the defensive tackle position. So I think I think they're certainly okay there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is a this is a good find. Um, I love the fact that you know he he was talking smack to his dad already and saying we're going to whoop on you twice a year. And the entire Raider Nation is going, how did this happen? And it, and it and it kind of puts something else in perspective. <laughs> Who's running the Oakland Raiders? Well, we all know. It's John Gruden because I, I, I would have thought for certain with all the excess draft picks they had and the fact I think they had a terrible draft that they couldn't take in McKenzie's son. That tells me that I don't know if McKenzie's going to be there very long. That, that's just my take on it. But, listen, this is a guy who can step in and guard. I think after this year the Chiefs are going to have a mass exodus of players on their offensive line. Uh, Lauren Duvernay, Tarnive, Eric Fisher. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if Eric Fisher's cut after June 1st because I think they want to move Jeff Schwartz to left tackle, and I think they should uh, if they want to protect the backside of Patrick Mahomes. So there's going to be some changes. I'm glad they got this kid. He's going to be a work in progress. But, you know, by next year, a good solid offseason, he should be able to be in a position to potentially start for Kansas City. Yeah, I love Schwartz last year, Nick. I really did. I watched him play a couple of games against Von Miller and more than hold his own. You know, you mentioned Oakland just for a second. I I do want to get you to opine on the other three teams in the division. Mm -hmm. To an extent, I'm with you on, on Oakland and what Gruden did, and, and right now I'm with you. Uh, but if Arden Key stays out of trouble and plays like we've seen him periodically when he's enthused, when he's interested at LSU, yeah. he can be a difference maker. And Maurice Hurst, if the medical reports are right. inaccurate, and, and let's say that that, um, you know, that that heart issue doesn't become an, an issue, those are two guys that I think that will elevate this draft even further. Your thoughts on right. the division? Um, I, I think the Raiders, I'd rank them the Raiders four. I'd put the Chiefs two. I'd put the Chargers three. But the Broncos, to me, had the best draft. I mean, I, I, I just loved what the Broncos did, the additions, the the way they went about their business. I mean, there was all that smoke and mirror that they were going to trade out of the first round. They had no intention of trading out of the first round. They got their defensive stud. I mean, that, that defense is going to be great. I mean, let's just face it. Uh, those, they're just going to be really solid. Offensively is going to be the big question mark. I'm not, I'm not sold on the quarterback, obviously. But um, I think Denver had the best draft. I think they have the farthest to go of the other teams. Mm-hmm. Maybe Oakland has a little bit farther to go. Um, Denver needs a couple of years, I think, to kind of rebuild to be that force. But, uh, you know, I, I, I thought overall the division, again, I mean, I think it did pretty well. Um, I, I think that Kansas City, you know, kind of has, uh, ha, has a better footing and San Diego has a better footing of who and what they are currently uh, versus the other two teams. But on that said, uh, the Broncos, to me, had an A-plus had an a, 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 a draft. Uh, one more from me, undrafted free agent here from the state of Iowa, Ben Neiman, a guy that uh, very athletic, can run well. What's an opportunity for an outside linebacker as an undrafted free agent to make this 53-man roster? I, I think he's got a great chance. Why he wasn't drafted is absolutely beyond me. I mean, I, I thought for sure he'd be a six, 
maybe seventh rounder. I mean, he's got a, you know, he's a good player. And, and on the outside, I mean, the Chiefs have some question marks. I mean, you know, they brought in Speaks. Uh, they've got to know from last year that they're not sure what he is. Uh, D Ford is coming off an injury. Justin Houston just seems to be cashing his $101 million paycheck. And so, and they got uh, no Tom Bahali. So I, I think this is a, a perfect opportunity for him. It's a perfect fit. Um, I, I think he's going to have every chance to make this football team. Um, and he's got to be better than Frank Zamba. I mean, there's just no question about it. And that's basically, that's basically who he's competing against. So, you know, anytime you get a chance to upgrade, and again, I, I was shocked that he wasn't drafted. And, and uh, I, I think he's got to – listen, I think he has a chance, you know, long-term, you know, to be a starter for this football team when they make that transition, you know, from some of the guys that are currently there. Because um, I don't think beyond this year we're going to see D Ford in Justin Houston in the Chiefs uniform. Last thing for you, Nick, and this is off the yep. field and up to the press box, and I don't know if you saw the news earlier today, but I know you shared a press box with Therese Paler over the years, leaving the Kansas City Star to go to uh, Yahoo Sports. Uh, he did good work for the Chiefs uh, with, with mm-hmm. the Star. Did that, that surp- I mean, all these newspaper guys, I get it. If they've got a, an yep. opportunity to go online, you snap it up. Uh, pretty good reporter. Gonna be t- uh, there's going to be a, a hole there at the Star, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the star lost uh, Rustin Dodd as well, you know, who covered the Royals. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a dying industry, and people are going to, you know, Yahoo, and the Athletic is just killing them. The Athletic is just, it's, I mean, it's, it's like the old National. I mean, I sit there and I read it, and I'm thinking, man, this is, you know, Frank DeFord to be smiling, DeFord to be smiling right now, because that's basically the constant be built. But Therese is a, is a great guy. He's a great, uh, great writer, uh, straightforward, honest, uh, hardworking. You know, kind of a guy that you uh, that you want to emulate as a as a writer. So I'm I'm very very sad that he's leaving the star. But at the end of the day, um, you know, online is where it's at, and, and uh, you know, the dying, the good the good newspaper guys are all going away. Indeed, Nick, great stuff. We'll catch up with you in the weeks to come. Thank you, Nick Athen. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Take Good care, to talk guys. to Nick Athen. You can read his uh, piece he was referring to at ChiefsUpdate.com. ChiefsUpdate.com. Another one leaves the uh, newspaper. Uh, and Rustin Dodd, uh, he's 100%. Look, Teddy Greenstein, Chicago Tribune, national columnist over there, he's covering the White Sox. They're th- so thin mm-hmm. at the Trib. He's going on the road with the White Sox. Heading to Kansas City. He was there over the weekend. Saw all the tweets. Yeah. He was excited to have a little barbecue. <laughs> right. But still, I mean, yeah. you, you, these guys are having to pick up the slack, the remaining mm-hmm. guys at the writers. Well, a, a guy like that, you figure, okay, well, we're college season is over. When he ascended to those heights, what, 15 years ago for Teddy probably? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. He's the head kind of college mm-hmm. guy at the Tribune. 15 years ago, though, things were dissipating. And, and he's more, I mean, obviously more than Northwestern. Right, right. He's the Big Ten. He's Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, right? Which he's is Chicago. Absolutely. But he didn't figure that, all right, and, uh, well, let's see, probably five, six series during the course of the year, I'll have to cover the White Sox, and yeah. uh, I'll have to go over here and cover this random story and then go do a high school. V- you don't think when you get to those heights, you don't think that's what it no. is, but that's the reality. Got to be a team player yes. now. Yes. I mean, Friday night, could you see him going out to do a high school and get back in the car and drive to a Big Ten stadium? Yeah. For- Take his way to Ann Arbor afterwards. Yeah, it leaves a mark. Yeah. Um, tube talk tonight, Trent. We've got a couple of games in the NHL. We've got one in the NBA as the Eastern Conference final gets underway tonight. Um, well, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, I, was, I was so entertained by that game last night. I know you weren't by the conclusion. It's a hell of a game, Jets. wasn't it? 
They're the best two teams in the NHL, Trent. Yes. They really I, I don't know hockey. I mean, I, I don't try to pretend. It, w- it felt so different than watching the other series, though. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a lot of Sharks and, and Vegas the night before. That was a good series. I mean, good game, yeah. But but the level of skill just seemed, at least to me. On both teams. A, it was so hot. It was so good. <laughs> it was so entertaining. It was, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good hockey. That's good hockey. I again, I you know, wish Jets would have gone home two zip, but that yeah. was a hell of a hockey game. And here's the thing: um, if you don't have a team, just have ten Americans on that team. Ten. Oh yeah, yeah, ten. There's more Americans than there are Canadians wow. on the Jets by a long ways. What is a what's a NHL roster comprised of? How oh, many guys? Twenty five. Twenty five ish. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good percentage, yeah. That's a huge percentage. I mean, you dress four, you dress twelve forwards, you dress six defensemen and two goalies, and there's nine of those guys that are dressed, um, and on any given night, Americans. Where's Line A from? Finland. Finland. Yeah. Finnish. Got a, We got a couple of. We got a couple of Finns. We. It's my only we. I'm not. I don't we. care. Uh, got a couple of Finns. Got a Dane, Nikolai Ehlers, uh-huh. who can just fly. Line is left winger. Um, Few Canadians, but a bunch of Americans. All right, so tonight, um, Boston-Tampa Bay game two, and then Vegas on the road, San Jose. Will you watch that, or does Boston-Philly on the hardwood move your needle? does mine. I'm a Sixers guy, Trent. Yes, I know you are. Longtime Sixers fan over there. Well, when this going back to the 80s when they were relevant, I mean, the Sixers and the Celtics had yeah. some, they had some series now. Right. I mean, those all those superstars uh, with Boston and Moses Malone and the Doctor and, oof, they Doug Collins and Mo Cheeks and, oh, they had some players. I'm into that. Yeah, More I'm than too. the hockey tonight, yeah. I think I am too. The the hockey series that has me is your series, the Jets and, yep. and the Preds, so... It's going to be a basketball night. Just one, two. So just one o'clock, uh, seven o'clock. Yeah, uh, sprinkle in a little baseball. It's uh, baseball call... season is slowly slipping yeah. away for me as tomorrow we flip Ooh. the calendar to May. Yeah, your your squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the first series the Reds have won all year. Yes. Do I have to remind you? No, I I know it well. I know it well. It was. <laughs> I'm not trying to pour salt <laughs> a, in the wound. A frustrating weekend to say the least. Here's a number for you. Speaking of flipping the calendar tomorrow. No Major League Baseball team had a losing record on May 1st last year and went on to reach the postseason. Is that right? That's a pretty good stat. Got to keep your head above water. Twins will not be 500. But the first month of the season's meaningless. Doesn't matter. Wait till it warms up. It's a long season. How can you guys talk about games in April? Nobody cares. It's a good stat. They're important. They are. They're all important. So... Not very good news for the Dodgers, the Nationals, obviously the Twins. Okay, so that, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, because I agree with you. Of those three teams you just mentioned, well, the I Twins wanna, are the cross off. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, let's let's cross off, or can we? Can we? I think the Nationals are going to come back and win that division. Don't you? I don't know if win it, but I think they're at least going to be in contention for a while. Mets time. are pitching their you know what? Right, off. right. I and, and they, they have no depth. They. They're, you know, their lineup's hitting well, but you look at what's and behind Cespedes them. Cespedes got hurt yesterday, yes. did he not? Well, of course. Hey, it's Cespedes it's we're Cespedes, talking about. Yes. Right. Atlanta, early fun start mm-hmm. for a young team, but they're ahead of schedule. Your Phillies. I'm still a believer. I but well, You have to least, be. you got to bet on them. Yes, the Nats are going to be in contention, though, even for a while. Mm-hmm. If it's not the division, they're going to be there. I think they win the division. Conversely, let's go to the uh, West where all of a sudden the uh, Dodgers are looking up at the Giants, Rockies, and the Snakes. Snakes are legit. Yes. I think the Rockies are the same way. Mm-hmm. Might the Dodgers be that team 
that everybody thought was headed back to the World Series, might they not even win their division and maybe potentially not even get a wild card dealt their way? The Turner injury has proved to be bigger than people anticipated, and I just I don't like the optics. When I flip the Dodgers on, it just something seems off. Where the Nationals, I feel more confident in the Nationals than I do. I do the too. Yep, me That's too. Where I By a long today. ways. But then again. The Giants, I don't see hanging around. I could see the Rockies, and of course, Arizona is legit, mm-hmm. but got a lot of games against the Padres, mm-hmm. against the Giants, where on the other side, for the Nats, they got a lot of games against the Marlins. The Marlins. Yeah. The, everybody else has at least pretty yeah, good in that division. they are, so, so far. It's kind of a back and forth. By a smidge, though, I'm still more confident in the Nats getting back I, I am so. All right, your twins right now, they're 9-14 and 14 as they begin play this week. Um, there's only one team in the division that's above 500. Of course, that is the Indians. Yep. Um, that's a saving grace. That is a saving grace. Though the grace. Indians haven't really hit well. True. What's not a saving grace is you look at the teams that are off to good starts, not named the Red Sox or the Astros, meaning teams that are going to be in that wild card mm-hmm. conversation. I, the Blow Jays are better than I thought they were going to be. The Yankees aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then you look to the West, uh, Seattle maybe finally being Seattle, and the Angels, a lot of people think they're loaded, and the A's aren't awful. Last year... The Twins could have won 82 games that got in. They ended up winning 85, but that's all it took for the second wild card. This year, the second wild 88? card. 88? I'd say almost at minimum. I was going to put the number at 88 and a half. That's just to get yeah. the second wild card. That's going on the road for the yeah, wild card. Yeah, because the Yankees will break 90. And so will the Red Sox. So well, I, I'm, whoever. I'm, yeah, I'm almost um, awarding that division, which is crazy to do. <laughs> that is. That is. Still a long ways to go there. But. Whoever doesn't win the division, the other yeah. one will probably win it. I'd say at least 92 games. Yeah, I think so, too. So you're fighting for that second spot, and are the Angels going away? No. I don't think so. No. They, Shohei Otani has mm-hmm. proved to be excellent. Seattle, as you mentioned, maybe putting it all together, and Toronto looks decent. They are. It's, it's not going to be a year where 84, 85 gets it no, done. No, absolutely not. It's going to be a hell of a race. And that, that, uh, like we're, tomorrow's May, we're breaking down the wild card. But <laughs> j- just to your point, I think that that's uh, uh, an, an interesting tweet. All right, you and James Brinson yes. this afternoon. I'm assuming you'll do more draft. Are yeah. you sick of it? Because I'm really not. I'm not. I, I think I could talk. Uh, I think we could do this whole week on Promise? the draft. Promise? If we wanted. I think I do. Yeah. Well, not maybe the entire. Maybe not, yeah. But a couple. we got to get Schwabby in here. Frank Schwab did a great piece. Yahoo Sports Shutdown Corner, one of our weekly guests during the season. Boy, he's good and mm-hmm. detailed. Vinny Iyer covered it throughout the entire week as our weekend as well. Pick after pick. He was terrific. We'll do him at some point, I'm assuming. But anyways, I started to ask you about your guest list. Yeah, we got Tom Caker coming up. We'll uh, talk a little bit. Obviously, you know, we hit this at the top after Wadley not being drafted. Ben Neiman, who we just talked to here with Nick, I was surprised by that just because of the athleticism. It's not always an easy position to fill that outside linebacker spot. I thought somebody would take a flyer on mm-hmm. him. So we'll get into that with Tom a little bit, some of the undrafted guys. And uh, he's been keeping a close eye on the AU basketball scene, what's happening. DJ Carton saw, picked up a few more offers this weekend. Imagine that. St. John's, I think, is in the And mix. more to come, Trent. Oh, it's just going to keep coming. Yep. And, and if that blue blood comes, does that end this thing? No, no, no. When? When. Yeah. Well, Carolina Duke already have their point guards for the 2019 class. So does Kansas. Kentucky, I don't believe, does yet. Is he good enough for a Kentucky offer? He's up to 30th in the country now by rivals. Is that right? 
Kentucky uh, comes we'll, calling. We'll, we'll see. Back to a Tyler Eulis situation for the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I remember that well. Remember that well. But uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And he also uh, had an article up on Tyreek Lacour over the weekend. Mm. So an update what, on the North. What's his market Park. like? Uh, he's picked up a few more mid-major, low-major offers, a couple more of those trickling in mm-hmm. at this point. A lot of teams keeping an eye on. And you do wonder, you know, he's certainly good enough to have, I think, even more hope, more high-profile mid-major offers. Mm-hmm. But if it'll be when the first power conference offer comes. I remember uh, Kaylee Abrahamson over at Valley. His first one, I think, was it was either Vandy or Wake Forest. And then within like a week and a half, he had a dozen of them. Is that right? You know, it just... When somebody yeah. finally dips their toe in, the avalanche comes. You wonder if that's going to happen with Tyreek LaCour. When somebody finally does, if everybody, okay, all right, we can too. I hope so, because I, I love the kid. He is. He has matured so much on the floor from what he was as a freshman and sophomore to last year as a junior. Love to see it happening. And it's always great for kids from North. It, always, you're not supposed to root. I root for those kids up on the north side. Uh, your twins host my Blue Jays tonight. Right, right. I am not putting a lunch bet on this one. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I won't either. But I'll watch. I'll watch yeah. some of it. Uh, what else for baseball tonight? Is there any other? Is Cubs, there, oh, Yankees, Astros is massive. Oh, that, that's, that's huge. That's very good. Pittsburgh, Washington is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Dodgers, Arizona. We just talked about the Dodgers. They could maybe make up a little bit of ground this week. Good night um, of baseball. It's not a bad night of baseball yeah. after all. You know, it's probably basketball one for me. I'm I think I might take a nut off puck. That yeah. last night destroyed me. Just need a, a little bit of cleansing Just a of the breather, palate. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's baseball and hoops. I'm gonna be the same way. Something happens big in hockey, we'll have to see the highlights. Well, I'll probably watch You'll a dip bit. over there. You, <laughs> we know you too. Well, I'll see my blood. Yes. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Jimmy B and TC get you home today. They have a local sports talk on your radio from 4 until 6, as they do every Monday through Friday. Trent and I are with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Oh, by the way, it's Kentucky Derby Week. I know this doesn't hit everybody's right between the eyes, but for those of you that it is in their wheelhouse, have been doing this for a lot of years as far as my Derby show, and I'll devote a 20-minute segment to the Kentucky Derby on Friday. Lock it in. Friday, yes. We'll, we'll let you know exactly what time it's going to be. So right. if you you know, you got to flip your lunch break, whatever it is. Or you can grab the podcast right yes. at some point. Yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll put that it up. up Friday afternoon. That'll be up, too. Okay. So be good to go, and you can find where Ken's betting. Is it the year that the favorites finally don't get the job done? <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about that. Yes, that's coming up on Friday. Annual Derby, breakdown of the Derby. I, I hope you've missed it over the last five years. <laughs> you have not it's been cost making you money. <laughs> We're back tomorrow at noon. Appreciate you listening right here on 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. 
Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammon, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa Chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chapter, online, AFSP.org slash Iowa. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people. Parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make